0: Hello, welcome to Reflection of Hope. Um, I hope everyone's week went well and I hope that you're able to enjoy uh, the introduction. Today we are going to be going over chapter one. This is titled Clarity, Give Love Words. So let's jump into it. In this chapter... Hooks talks about the importance of describing love concretely, because if we do not create a definition of love, a word that seems so incomprehensible, we will not be able to practice the art of loving. Love is expansive. Uh, by nature and in order to develop a concrete definition we must be interested in learning how to better express our feelings of love through love and when I speak about the act of loving and the love that we are trying to define and the love that we are speaking of this applies to family and friends as well as our intimate partners because these relationships should all curate, curate spaces of love. So Hooks begins to offer a shared definition of love by quoting M. Scott Peck who defines love as the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth." So this quote indicates that love comes from a place of will, which includes intention and action. And when thinking about this quote, um, it makes me think about how our definition of love, and how this one that was uh, stated before, is free from attachment, and free from expectation, Because if love begins and ends with the betterment of yourself and of the person you are loving, um, it's very difficult to see where or why um, it would fail. So if we offer care and development of the heart uh, and you are also aware that love includes the freedom to build oneself and the freedom to transform that is, that is the basis of love, um, is freedom. And Hooks goes on to define the word cathexis. She introduces this term, which is an invested feeling or emotion as a result of spending time and giving attention to someone. Um, many people confuse this with loving. That the idea that you are invested emotionally in another person, um, you assume that you know what love is. But this is not true because love is everlasting and it is something that requires reflection and open communication, not just a baseline attachment. The goal is to grow within oneself, to be more spiritually fulfilled, uh, therefore, being able to spiritually fulfill anyone you are loving and you are in contact with. Um, When I say free from expectation and attachment also, I mean that when we love people, we have to be aware that there may come a time to where we have given them and and built with them um, to a capacity. Uh, Not a capacity. I would say love is limitless. There's no capacity of loving. But um, that love includes... uh, being aware of reaching a point uh, where maybe you don't have the tools to help the person you love grow anymore, that they must look elsewhere, that they will venture out um, to continue the betterment of themselves, and being okay with that thought that maybe the growth of someone does not include you um, is a core of loving, of being loving. Because if we have these attachments to people, we have an expectation of, um, "Oh, you're my one and only, uh, you are my forever. Um, but really, our true one and only is ourselves um, and our forever is ourselves. So if we're not involved in loving relationships that uh, promote selfhood um, as a base as a basis, uh, for growth and just for love, then it's not going to be real love. It's not going to be a real practice of love if there are limitations placed on it. So, in this chapter, um, hooks also talks about how love and abuse cannot coexist. So that goes into uh, attachment and expectation, right? If you are controlling of the person that you are uh, in a relationship with so hooks specifically uses an example of a physically abusive father and partner still claiming to love his partner and children despite the horrors and pain he's responsible for inflicting on them um and and she further describes it like if he's home and he's abusive if he's a drunk um, and he's throwing things, he's just causing terror in his home, and then he goes, you know, down the block uh, to have a few drinks with strangers and is proclaiming um, this deep love for his family. Uh, there's a disconnect there, and it is not love. And this is something that many people uh, may have to acknowledge when thinking about whether or not they received love in their early childhood because love and abuse cannot coexist it cannot um when people are abusive and when they whether it be physically emotionally or mentally um, or spiritually abusive as well there's no capacity for love to be present um, if abuse is an order of the day um, and and this fact is very difficult to come to terms with for a lot of people I think because I think we have friendships and relationships with our family members where care is present right um, the ability to be caring um, and affectionate uh, but if we think about Love, if we think about the deep definition of love, you know, promoting spiritual growth and openness. uh, Abuse restricts us. If we're abused in any type of way, our spirit is restricted. Um, You know, we have psychological responses that close us off to the world and close us off to ourselves. So in any instance where we have been forced um, into a corner, where we've been forced to hide or forced to uh, enter a flight or fight response, that is not a space of love, and it's not easy um, to think about to think about this to think that we are involved with people who do not know how to love. Um, none of us want to admit that love was lacking in our homes, especially if care and affection were present so noting the difference between care affection and that of real love is a primary step uh, to heal and to work towards demanding real love and when we talk about defining real love and asserting differences between love and care and affection because care and affection can be present in abusive uh, situations because you know uh, we're all human and the abuser can feel uh they can feel guilt um and they and they can feel like they are protecting um or teaching the ones that they abuse uh lessons but the reality is that um When people hurt you and they claim to love you they are acting out of fear and lack and domination and it is not nor can it ever be defined or described as love and hooks further talks about uh, why claiming a definition um, of love is so necessary in our culture And she says that the reason why we don't have a universal and clear definition of love is because it would make a lot of us come face to face with what we lack, right? And that's what I mean when I say it's difficult for people to look at uh, these spaces where love should be present and see that it is not. Um, We all lack skills to be loving. To be quite honest, we all do. Um, because we were not taught how to practice love. And that is what Hooks is, is saying. And she's saying that if we are given clear definitions of love, it would be a lot easier to create it. And when we're talking about defining love, we see in a lot of literature that um, love is different for the sexes but it is not. Love is not different between the sexes because we all desire love. Um, At our core we all desire love and we do not innately respond to love differently as male or female. We are taught to either encourage spaces of love as females are most likely raised to to create spaces of love or uh, we are taught to deny spaces of love and that would be Males, uh, because males are denied their rights to vulnerability um, and facing themselves um, and being caring and uh, vulnerable. They're taught about domination. Uh, And like I said, domination cannot be present with love. So, in defining love, uh, we must demand that gender roles are diminished as well. Um, because everyone should be dedicated to finding um, real love, should be dedicated to creating a culture of love. Because although women are the majority uh, of consumers of self-help literature and books about love, uh, that doesn't mean that women desire love more than men do. We are just raised to be more concerned with lovelessness. And on the same token, um, this does not indicate that we are building a culture of love if women are the ones buying self-help books. It doesn't mean that it's working uh, because we have to develop a definition and have a daily conversation about love with not only adults but also teenagers and with children because... If you think about it and you start this conversation of love uh, with children and it's not just to say, um, I know what's best for you, listen to me, because oftentimes adults do not know or do not practice um, what is best for children because we do act out of fear a lot of times. Adults act out of fear because that is the culture that we live in. But if we act out of love, And we encourage um, children and teenagers to have a space to speak about love and not only speak about love, but to speak about our lack, to speak about our fear, to speak about um, these spaces of love that, or these spaces, these intimate spaces with our partners and our family that should be spaces of love. We should be able to talk about why they are not. um, And. And how to work to build them into spaces that are full of love. Because love is an action that requires responsibility and accountability. And we should all be responsible for um, creating safe spaces. And we should all hold ourselves accountable um, in simply saying that, no, I don't. I don't know. I was never taught Um, to love by this definition, right? By the definition of being involved with someone to enable spiritual growth. Um, As we reach the end of the chapter, um, and this goes back to our responsibility with creating spaces, um, Hooks talks about the importance of imagination. And I think about how imagination is a necessary ingredient of love. And Hook says, what we cannot imagine cannot come into being. Um, I am realizing that I spoke very quickly. <laughs> and there's a lot to think about. Um, but I'm going to leave you with more to think about as well. I have four questions or Five. The last, the last section involves two different questions, but um, I will leave you with these to think about. Number one, what do you mean when you use the word love? When you say you love someone, um, what do you mean? Is there action behind it? Um, why do you love them? Um, what... Just what does the word love mean to you? Do you use it in a deep sense all the time? The second question is, do you feel loved? I'm sorry. The second question is, did you feel loved or cared for growing up? So again, highlighting the the differences between feeling loved and feeling cared for, or being loved and being cared for. The third question is, does your thinking about and does your practice of love promote constructive change and development? So when you think about love, do you think about the larger implications? Do you think about societal impact um, and cultural shifts? Do you think about the way that you love someone and how that teaches them how to love themselves and in turn how to love others the last part is what can you imagine with the people you love how do you exercise the practice of imagination together and that can tie into the previous question as well um, but with that uh, that was pretty much chapter one Um give love words, um, the importance of defining love and defining what love is not as well. So I encourage you all to, again, reach out if you would like the PDF, uh, reach out if you have other questions, if you want to answer the questions to me so we can have a discussion. Um, I would also love that for the next episode, we will be talking about chapter two, um, which is Childhood Love Lessons. And we do speak about abuse in childhood uh, and how that affects us growing up. So that is what we have to look forward for for the next episode. But I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Um, and I hope that you will be more intentional when you use the word love and when you create spaces of love. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you, hear you, talk to you again soon. Thank you.